This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. My guest is Suzanne Gorman. She is the Vice President of Information Security and Risk Management. She's an evangelist. She's with Global Learning Systems. Gorman is well known for designing and implementing comprehensive information security programs with an emphasis on security awareness training. She spent most of her 35 plus year career on Wall Street, leading large information security teams and has been an active contributor on numerous government councils and advisory committees at both the state and federal levels. Suzanne, thanks so much for joining me on the Learning Unlock podcast. How are you? I'm good, Brian. And how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. And I also want to let our listeners know that you and I are going to be doing a webinar on January 11th, 2022 at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the OpenSesame.com platform. You can register for that at OpenSesame.com. But cybersecurity is such a big topic today. Studies show that 88% of data breach incidents are caused by mistakes employees make. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, Brian, that's those numbers are really shocking when you think about it. Um, and it really goes back to the fact that organizations are really not properly training their employees. And you know, it's their negligence in that and probably not giving enough funding to the security teams to properly educate them as well. And, you know, here's another thing with education. Um, sometimes we bore them to death. So we certainly want to have materials that are entertaining and informative so that the employees pay attention to, you know, what we're trying to get across to them. So I think that that's another key area there. So how do you make cybersecurity awareness entertaining and engaging so that people pay attention and, and they learn? You know, Brian, what I've seen is the way that we used to do training, like when I first started, right, it would be, you know, you'd stand up in front of, you know, an auditorium full of people and you'd bore them to death, you know, you know, through PowerPoint. And I think, you know, over the years, I think that the, um, the customers have basically said, and we've seen this, you know, even working in organizations that employees like to have shorter, more informative, entertaining materials. So the shorter, the better, actually. 
So, you know, if you can give them like little snippets of information and more continuous, you know, throughout the year, I think that's a better approach. And then also include things like gamification. So, you know, it's if you give them a real life situation, they're seeing real actors um, go through, um, you know, some of the training modules. Um, it changes the way, you know, we're presenting to the end user, which is exciting. So you and I have talked offline 35 plus years on Wall Street and again, working with state and federal levels. You've seen some things over the last 35 years, Suzanne. I certainly have. Um, I've had really a glorious career and, and I'm very lucky to have had the opportunity to do so much work, you know, within um, D.C. as well as on Wall Street. Um, you know, but uh, the big thing that I got involved with was, you know, the sharing of informa information, um, you know, through the Information Sharing Analysis Center. So that's really how I got into the Washington area. And, you know, I could I could tell you a story, you know, the um, Tuesday that we went back to work. And this is all sharing of information between government and private sectors. So that's what's really key. Um, but the Tuesday that we went back after 9-11, and remember, I worked for the New York Stock Exchange then, um, I walked into the office early and I saw a phone number come up, 202, so I knew it was D.C., and it was actually the White House. And it was a gentleman, um, Paul Kurtz from the White House, and he said, Suzanne, um, we don't know if we're under an attack, so could you go into your sock and see if you're seeing this this thread? And we were, and we, we did see it, and we weren't sure what it was, um, but we put out an alert to notify all of the sectors, but the financial services sector first um, to block this. And it ended up actually being the NIMDA virus. But, you know, if we didn't have that collaboration of private public sector sharing, um, that could have been a catastrophic day for all of us, especially just going back, you know, opening up the markets after a week that it was closed. Wow. That's a crazy story. The other thing that I would imagine is, again, 35 years, <laughs> the computer and just Technology in general has advanced so much in the last 35 years, it's probably become more and more difficult. There's just more ways that we can all get ourselves in trouble, right? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, I mean, when you think about the internet way back when, it didn't have graphical interfaces, right? So it didn't look like the way it does now. Um, so I think that all of that technology. Uh, it does put us more in uh, vulnerable situations where, you know, you get all of these emails and, you know, if you're not educated enough, are you going to click on something? You know, is it something that's appealing to you? Like, for example, yesterday, I want a free iPhone 13. Can you <laughs> sure you did. <laughs> right. So if it's too good to be true. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but still, like, so many people fall for that, right? And and I hate to say this, but, like, you know, my mom and the older generation, they don't know any better, and they see things, and oftentimes they do click on them, and then, you know, I'll get a call from my mom saying, I think I have this virus or that virus. How do I deal with it? And it can lead to lots of security breaches. So, you know, what do you say to people about not clicking on those ads or, or, you know, really making sure you trust something before you click on it. Well, I think that's another issue that we have to, you know, work with is, you know, we'll train employees, but we have to make sure that we're also training people that are out of the workforce. Like my father thought that he won um, the lottery in Brazil 
And, you know, I thought that was really interesting because he had never been to Brazil. And my father is too cheap to ever buy a lottery ticket. So, you know, this just, you know, it, it just threw me for a loop. Then he went right down this path for quite a while. But I think that, you know, we have to start thinking about how do we educate, you know, our elderly population. And sometimes the news does a good job with it, just throwing on, you know, little blurbs. But, you know, I think it's, you know, they're lucky to have, you know, a child like, well, not a child, but, you know, a daughter like me that can um, certainly educate my parents, um, you know, so that they don't think they won a lot of, you know, the lottery from Brazil, um, <laughs> you know, and have them not click on anything. But I think I have them so fearful that it barely even opened up their emails now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit OpenSesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. All right, I want to go through some terms with you because I think, again, our audience listening may, may not be familiar with these terms. What is fishing? Because a lot of people hear fishing and they go, oh, I'm going to go out and get my cast and reel and I'm going to go fishing. But this is pH fishing. That's what is right. it? It's social engineering at its finest. So, you know, they're going to throw things out to you and see if you're going to you know, click on the beat, as as we say, but the, you know, it is all social engineering. And, and I think that that's the problem is that we always have to think about, is it too good to be true? They have to start looking for triggers. Are there, you know, in the, in, in the, you know, earlier, earlier days of fishing, you know, we could say that, well, if, you know, the grammar is not good or if there's spelling errors, you know, that's really a good key, but the fishing uh, campaigns now um, have gotten so good that, you know, uh, it's, it's hard if you're not paying attention to what you should really be looking for. So anyway, social engineering at its finest. And just to give our audience some idea, if you're an employee at a company and you click on something that is phishing, that can impact not only you, but the whole company, right? Oh, Absolutely. You know, because is is the phishing attack going to end up, you know, going to install malware, you know, that could impact the whole company? Or could it, you know, uh, install even more malware like and do ransomware where it encrypts all of your files? And then that's a big financial impact that an organization will have. And I have dealt with many organizations that have been in that situation. So, um you know, it's it's back to that education, Brian, and, and education is key to this. What have you found with getting buy-in from leadership, the C-level executives who say, okay, this is important. We need training around this so we all are aware of cybersecurity, uh, you know, attacks that could take place to us and our company? Well, you know, I, I, I security is a, a funny little animal. Um, what I found over the years is that 
yes, the executives will embrace it, right? And and they'll they'll throw money at it and make sure that you know people are trained. But then you know if there's like if we go into a recession and they have to start looking at cuts, they might say to somebody like me, "Hey, Suzanne, we haven't had a data breach." So I think we're going to cut your budget. And that's where we go into, you know, those dark places. And, you know, that's where it gets scary. So we have to make sure that it stays, you know, uh, a major focal point to the success of an organization, because, you know, this can end up being, you know, somebody clicking on something that they shouldn't or doing the wrong thing, because, you know, even providing information out um, because they could be social engineered over the phone you know, it's, it's training and it's, you know, it's repetitive training just to make sure that it all sinks in. But it's, it's uh, something that I think every security professional has, you know, wrestled with, with their executive staff, you know, um, over the years. But I have found that when the board of directors gets involved, I think that focus stays on the security team and the funding that they get. A lot of times until there's a breach or, you know, it's kind of like your insurance that you have on your house or your car until you need it. You're kind of like, why am I why am I paying for this? Do you see that that's kind of the mentality of some of these companies out there with cybersecurity that, you know, unless they have a breach, they're not paying much attention to it or as much as they should? I think that that is true. But I I also think that, you know, with the. the sheer number, like when you when you throw out a percentage, like 88% of security breaches are done by employees, right? You know, we can keep that as a focal point and in front of them. Um, I think that that's a key contributor to the success of a program. Um, but if it's not really in front of them and they're they're not paying attention to that, you know, it's really the security team's job to make sure that, you know, that they keep the executives aware of the, you know, the breaches that you know, they could be hit with any day. All right. So in the webinar on January 11th, 2022 at opensesame.com, here are some of the topics that we're going to discuss. So how phishing attacks happen. We kind of touched on that a moment ago. Proper Mm -hmm. protocols for user access and privileged access. Touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Privileged access has been one of my pet peeves. Um, You know, even, and I think that most people don't even understand this, but, um, you know, when you get a laptop, you have admin privileges, right? So even you at home, um, and that's how all of our machines are set up, most people don't go to set up an extra file, uh, an extra account, so that they could limit the privileges. And when you're talking about an organization, I see that many organizations have not taken away the admin privileges from the um, you know, the desktops or laptops. And that's a problem because, you know, they can, you know, make configuration changes and things like that. So that's not good. Um, the other problem that I have um, with privileged access is the folks that are in IT and they have their admin credentials. Those are like godlike privileges. Hmm. So there's nothing that's going to protect them. Like, um, so for example, if, if I had an admin account, I have a Suzanne Gorman admin account, I would do that to make configuration changes on the machines that are in the data center. But I should have a Suzanne Gorman, a regular account that would go out on the internet to go look for things. And that would have, you know, that would have restrictions on it. And that's what you want to have. But I think that a lot of people that are within IT 
are lazy and they just go out with those admin accounts. And that's where, you know, people can really get into um, a lot of trouble with that. So that's going to be an interesting conversation for us to have. More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. Something else we're going to discuss is establishing an incident response plan. You know, Mm. I I work a little bit in crises PR, and I find so many companies don't have a crises PR plan in place. And when crises hits, they're caught off guard. Are you finding the same thing in you know, establishing an incident response plan when it comes to cybersecurity? Are companies prepared or are they caught off guard? I think a lot of times they're caught off guard. I, you know, in, in your bigger organizations, um, your Fortune 500, hopefully they have, you know, proper incident response um, procedures in place, but a lot of your smaller organizations don't. So when something like that happens, they don't know who to, you know, who to turn to. Um, you know, do they even have the capability of identifying how bad the breach was, right, the security incident? And, you know, then they have to think about, you know, was, is, is the breach still going on? Like, can you um, contain it and then make sure that you're involving the right people? So, of course, you need to get your executive staff involved, your legal team, um, even corporate communications when you think about it. If, if there was, you know, um, something done to customer accounts, the you know they have to let the customers know. So there's many aspects of you know um, you know setting up an incident response uh, team and plan because it's not just the security team; it's many team members you know from all over an organization. So global learning systems. Let's back up a little bit. How did you get connected with them? Again, you've got 35 plus years of expertise. Now you're helping companies via global learning systems. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, it's, it, this is interesting. Um, I had, you know, um, Larry had gotten in touch with me and um, and I had agreed to, to go over there. And, and it's really interesting because I have the opportunity to be on, you know, part of their executive staff. But yet I also, um, I've created a training plan for customers. So I'll take, you know, I have time where I, I almost consult with the customers to help them successfully set up a training program for themselves. So, you know, to me, um, it's not that you do a training module once and done. Um, I try and really get the customers to embrace the notion of having ongoing training um, throughout the year, as yeah. well as um, simulated phishing and then remedial training. So, so it's an ongoing, you know, movement 
you know, in the organization for the entire year. I always say that security is a journey and there is no destination and there could be nothing truer than um, with security awareness. Yeah, I mean, that's so true. It's such a fluid industry because with the developments of technologies come new challenges of cybersecurity. So you can't just say, well, I took the course and this will cover me for the rest of my life. Right. You can't just check that box with this. Um, you have to make sure that your employees really do understand because, you know, if your security controls fail, right, and that one email gets through, just needs one, and somebody clicks on it, or, you know, another scenario could be a business email compromise where, you know, somebody sitting in accounting thinks that the CEO is out on a golf course because they get in a note stating, hey, I need this wire transfer to be done. And this happened to a customer I worked with. And the the customer trans the uh, person in accounting transferred out a half a million dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean these things happen, so that's why we have to make sure that everyone is trained and and in some of those you know more sensitive areas like finance, um, they should you know be required to take additional training. All right, as we wrap up this conversation, Information Security Magazine honored you with a woman. A Vision Award, naming you one of the top 25 most influential women in the information security industry. Looking back on your career, what are some of the highlights? Oh, my goodness. There's, there's been so many. I think one of my favorite ones, um, I think, well, first, when I, when I, I chaired the, uh, the ISACs, uh, chairing the FSISAC and the ISAC Council, um, that was very cool. Um, we did a lot of great coordination um, with Katrina. and. It was actually very interesting that um, the Department of Homeland Security, Tom Ridge actually called and asked if he could be part of our calls because hmm. we had different sectors helping each other out. And another one was, um, you know, working with, um, you know, Richard Clark, you know, doing some of the um, documentation on securing cyberspace. And then, of course, testifying before Congress was definitely um, one of my most um prized moments, I would say. It was a little nerve wracking. I was going to say, that's got to be, I mean, I've never done that. Most people have never done that. That's got to be a little nerve wracking. Well, you know, I thought, I, well, it was, but you know what? It's really so funny because everything is so well prepared before you get there. So exactly what you're going to say is in a binder that's already handed off to the members of Congress. So, so you're basically reading what, you know, what's, you know, what you've done. Um, it, it, it's very interesting, but yes, it was a little nerve wracking, um, but definitely one of uh, my my finer moments, I would say. Suzanne Gorman, she's the vice president of information security. She's a risk management evangelist with Global Learning Systems. Join us on January 11th, 2022 at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on opensesame.com for our webinar, Exploring Aspects in Human Error in Cybersecurity. I look forward to that conversation. Happy holidays to you, Suzanne, and uh, I look forward to talking to you in January. Same to you, Brian. Be well, my friend. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.